0: Hey everybody, before we start the show today, I wanted to talk to you about investigatorstoolbox.com. This is the future of networking, training and resource management. I am really, really excited by uh, the amount of people that are in the site already and what's going on there and the amount of training that we've got in there, the webinars, the blogs, OSINT resources, over 130, I think it's close to 140. This is where you guys wanna be. If you are interested in bringing your business to the next level, if you're interested in networking with the best investigative minds that are out there, if you're interested in free training uh, from some of the best investigators out there, you need to be in investigatorstoolbox.com. Uh, so it's investigators-toolbox.com. You wanna go check it out. Uh, the legacy discount is ending very shortly. If you're interested, you need to join this site right away. If you wait too long, you're going to miss out on the $50 discount. Don't delay. Get in there. It's like 41 cents a day right now to get in there. If you can't afford 41 cents a day to make yourself better at what you're doing, what are you guys doing in this business, right? So uh, investigatorstoolbox.com I wanted to talk to you about that today and go check it out. And uh, we're going to start the show. Enjoy the show, guys.
1: Did you know we're now providing a video version of this show on our YouTube channel? It actually gets released a day earlier, for those who can't wait for Mondays, so get a jump on it. The link's in the show notes. Welcome to PI Perspectives. Matt catches up with soon-to-be president of Aldenese, Dave Spencer. Dave operates a small investigation company in upstate New York, but has a wealth of experience. He served on the Aldenese board since 2007. Matt and Dave discuss the importance of joining a state association and some of the plans Aldenese has for 2021. Now, please welcome Dave Spencer and your host, private investigator Matt Spare.
0: And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Uh, Today we are back in New York and I'm really honored to uh, have a friend of mine, someone who's uh, been kicking along with me on the board in Aldenese. So today we've got Dave Spencer joining us. So Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, that's a mighty nice t-shirt you got there. Yes, uh, Aldenese, Little Aldenese, right? Yep. That, that, that's awesome, man. Really, really cool. You got the swag. <laughs> You've earned it, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in upstate New York. Tell me, uh, folks, where exactly we're from and uh, what type of investigative work do you do?
2: I am right in the geographic center. If you were to take New York State and put your thumb right in the middle, you'd probably hit my house. Um, I'm basically between Albany and Syracuse. Albany is on the east side and Syracuse on the west side. And and basically for New York State, you go from New York City north to Albany, take a left and go to Buffalo. And then you still got about four hours uh, north of us before you hit Canada.
0: <laughs> okay, you literally are right in the middle.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that, it kills me because everybody says, you know, upstate. And that means everything north of Central Park. Right. But to me,
0: it's I'm in Central and I've still got four hours north of me. Wow. So I'm
2: Central and that's
0: northern. So uh, the cases that you work on, do you find yourself like traveling all through New York or you pretty much just handle up in that area?
2: Um, it, it depends on, on um, who my client is. Um, I had a uh, a client who um, was an attorney and she was going out and being preventative in, in the uh, realm of women and minority owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So she was involved with the construction industry and, and, so wherever there was a construction site with uh, one of her clients, I'd have to go and and make sure that uh, they were following all the rules for women and minority-owned businesses. Okay. Um, also, had a contract with a company who does uh, federal background checks. Uh, apparently, the um, uh, government no longer does their own background checks. Right. I actually, worked for a guy who uh, was working for the company who be- did the background check on Snowden. Oh, really? So, yeah. And and um, most of these are like federal law enforcement uh, positions. Uh, so they do a real deep dive as far as uh, uh, their background. And, uh, you know, I was running up to Fort Drum a lot, which is in Watertown, New York, um, because a lot of the uh, military police didn't want to be state police. And right. naturally they had to pick a southern state that they wanted to go to. So I had to go, you know, do neighborhood checks and, and subject interviews and things like that. So sure. I basically go all over the state.
0: Sure. I remember when I was in my 20s, I was living in Astoria in like a multifamily. Uh, I was renting like a, an apartment there and I got a knock on my door. And, uh, it was, uh, apparently the federal government, they were doing a background check on my neighbor who had applied to be <laughs> like an analyst. And, uh, yeah, the guy, the guy actually, he was middle Eastern and it was about, you know, that time, um, yeah. and, uh, he, really nice guy, like nice, super nice family. Um, I don't know whatever happened, but, uh, you know, he was okay in my books, the, the neighbor, but yeah, yeah, definitely they go out and they knock on doors and, uh, you know, people get vetted and that's, uh, that's cool. So, what what yeah. is your background before you got into, uh, you know, owning your own yeah. business? I mean, you, you've you've got a pretty impressive background, and it's something you don't really talk about. So, tell me a little bit about, um, yeah, how you got started and where you came from.
2: Yeah, I grew up in Herkimer County, which is, like I said, in the middle of the state. Um, and here, this is going to be a real big surprise to you and, and to anybody else. My uh, chosen profession was basically sealed around seventh grade. Um, I started taking drum lessons around fourth grade. And at that time, it was uh, two drumsticks and a little rubber pad. Right. And then when you get into junior band, you got to play in an actual drum, in junior band, and progress up to senior band. Well, apparently I did okay, because in sixth grade, the high school band director yanked me out and, and threw a drum over my shoulder, and I was in the high school marching band at, at sixth grade. Wow. Um, and I uh, played music a lot. I mean, everything from drum corps to uh, country to rock
0: that's great. Uh, I had no actually, idea. It, no idea you were a drummer. <laughs> I'm a bass player. No wonder we're friends. <laughs> That's great.
2: <laughs> and what's interesting is uh, one of the bands I played was it was a country band and it was right. sponsored by a radio station. So every time they had like a big store opening or whatnot, they would do a remote broadcast and the band would come along and we wouldn't take any money because we would pull it all. And like for two years, we took that money and went to what was then the National Disc Jockeys Convention in Nashville. Oh. And so I, I got to meet every single country star except for I think Buck Owens and Johnny Cash wow. and got to play with Loretta Lynn, oh, that's amazing. Uh, Patsy Cline, yeah. uh, all these other people, uh, Merle Haggard. Coincidentally, I, uh, I says, look, there's Dick Clark at this world premiere for a movie. And I walked up, you know, might have been in the bag a little bit. And uh, I says, hi, I just wanted to meet you. And he says, oh, where are you from? I says, in upstate New York. Oh, whereabouts? And I says, uh, Utica. He goes, I used to work there. So wow. he had his roots, uh, Dick Clark had his roots right up here in Utica.
0: He, he was everywhere, um, that guy. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure um, he worked everywhere.
2: So anyways, I, I played uh, symphony orchestras, everything all through high school. Right. Went on to college and decided I was going to be a music teacher. So um, five years of college to be a certified New York State teacher And uh, I wish now I I almost didn't do that because I'm a drummer and we play notes on one line. And their theory was if you're going to teach music to a high school kid, you have to be able to play to five sharps and five flats on every instrument. Sure. So you can imagine how much fun it was for me to sit down with two pieces of reed and make a bassoon reed and then play a, a piece that had five sharps and five flats. So that's that was horrible.
0: Yeah, that's impressive. You're able to get it done. Yeah. I to me, I don't understand drum music. You know, when I see it, it looks like hieroglyphics to me. But you know, it's all one note.
1: yeah. Show me uh <laughs>
0: show me anything else and I can you know find my way. I used to be able to sight read pretty, pretty well, but when you don't use it, you lose it. Um oh. so yeah, I'm I'm more of a you know, just kind of find my way. I've always had the ability to have an, have an ear and pick something up. I mean, from a very early age, there was always a piano in my house, and I'd just sit down and start, you know, banging out, "Imagine" because I thought it sounded cool, you know. And my yep. sisters all had lessons, but I didn't, <laughs> you know. So, uh, all right, enough about the music stuff. Tell me about the the, the investigative stuff. How did you find your way uh, that way?
2: Well, I was in college. My work-study job was to work security for the food service and uh, checking fake IDs and theft of services and whatnot. I got sure. pretty good at it. Right. And uh, it was during the Vietnam War era. And uh, one of my famous arrests was General Westmoreland's son. <laughs> really? <laughs> he was in charge of the Vietnam War. And so I was out of college doing some graduate work, playing professionally, doing some teaching, and took a job in security. And I had a guy that was a real great mentor. Uh, we had a big store that was set up for security purposes. I was averaging an arrest a day. And um, this other chain approached me and says, hey, would you help us out in a stash year? So you know, I, I helped them out. And uh, eventually they says, we'd like you to be our corporate operative. So then they were, you know, at the time teaching jobs were few and far between. So I just hey, what the heck? And so they would send me, we had, uh, uh, they had 128 stores, a chain of gas stations and a whole bunch of other holdings. So they're shipping me all over the place undercover with an assumed name as a little bag boy and whatnot. And sure enough, I, I did really well at that. And during the course of that, I picked up on a lot of internal stuff. So make a long story short, I worked my way up to corporate security supervisor. And the nice part about that was they sent me back to college to get all my criminal justice stuff. Right. So now, now I've got a background, you know, college background in, in criminal justice too.
0: Right.
2: So as corporate security supervisor, the company was founded by this guy. Let's say his name is uh, Smith. So Smith had a couple sons and he had a daughter. And the sons became vice presidents. And the daughter married a guy who really wanted to be a vice president at any cost. And so I caught him doing some bad things. So he looked good. And he really got spanked bad. And sure enough, I caught him again. Right. And the uh, handwriting was on the wall. The uh, management says, you know, you catch him a third time, you're probably going to be out of a job. Right. So then I took a job with a great state of New York as a as an investigator with a state office of professional discipline. They handle all professional licenses uh, from pre-licensure to um, negligence, incompetence, civil, criminal, post-licensure things. And that was very interesting because I got to work with the, uh, the FDA, the DEA, State Narcotics, sure. uh, you name it, a lot of federal agencies, and, and that was a lot of fun. But it got to the point where, um, due to state budgetary cuts and whatnot, you just couldn't do an investigation like it should be done, right. and it was really very frustrating uh, for many of us because it's like you know when you when you get an assignment, you you sit down, you look at it, and you say, how do we get from point A to point B? Uh, and the best way to do a good, you know, credible investigation to prove or disprove an allegation.
0: Right.
2: And the way they had you zipping around and it just wasn't very efficient. So after 20 years, I left that. I got my PI license in 1989. So once I left state service, I was out on my own. And uh, as many of you know, it's it's tough as a sole proprietor to really get a business going. Oh yeah. So I, I started working for this guy up in Utica. He was pretty reputable. And he says, look, I got a lot of work. Let me just shove some of it your way. And so he did that. And then he said, uh, look, he says, I got an offer to be uh, in charge of an SIU for a a large insurance company. You want to buy my business? So there I go. I I bought the business in 1999, 97. I'm not sure. So so uh,
0: did you change the name of the business or did you buy the name from him?
2: I bought the name from him.
0: And that's. uh, I've got a
2: corporate name and a DBA.
0: So it's uh, confidential uh, investigations, right?
2: Right. The corporate name is Briggs Investigative Services, mm-hmm. uh, Incorporated, which was named after Jerry Briggs, the founder. And I do a DBA as Confidential Investigations.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, and uh, what types of cases do you typically work on?
2: Um, since there aren't that many PI firms in the area, uh, I kind of take whatever is uh, comes through the door if I can. Right. And if I can't, I'll you know if it's totally out of my realm, I'll refer it to somebody else who can. Or get the assistance of somebody, which is somebody like Aldenese or some of right. the other organizations, yeah. and that's that's a, a major major benefit.
0: Yeah, and we're, and we're going to talk more about Aldenese later because you're um, about to become the president of of that great association, um, and uh, yeah, the benefits of being able to to have that network of investigators all throughout uh, your, your local state, you know, by using your state association, it's it's a game changer. It really is. Um, yep, it certainly is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. So when did you first join Aldenius? How long have you been a, a member?
2: I think around 1998, ninety eight, I'm not sure, right. right? A long time ago.
0: Who's <laughs> <laughs> counting, right? And then you've, you've been on the board, I think, since 2007. Is that right? Or or did you start before?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, that's about right. Okay. Um, and actually, it was Bill Sullivan out of Syracuse, um, who got me involved. He was, uh, I think he was a board member out of Syracuse right. and he says, come on, you got go to go one of these meetings. Says, All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh,
2: I'll go to Albany for our first meeting.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the upstate really can be a challenge because it is spread out, right? So, um, getting people together, um, that are investigators to, to network, um, where they've got yeah. to drive, you know, maybe, maybe two hours to, to, to get to yeah. where they need to go. It's a lot to ask somebody, but there's that benefit. And you know, we'll see how that uh, how that changes during the post-COVID world here, why, why everything is moving online and, and doing things. I, yep. I think it's going to be a lot easier to network. That's just my own opinion on it. I, I think we'll still yeah, have I the, think we have a choice. Yeah, I think there's still a need for the the person to person. But I, yeah. I see it being augmented by having these other things, the uh, yeah, there's these other uh, opportunities too. So, okay, so we're gonna jump out real quick, just do a sponsor break, and when we come back, I really want to dig into Aldenese, and uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the association, and and I'm on the board too, and I'm I'm kind of moving up right behind you, and yes, you uh, yeah, so we're just gonna talk about some of the things, uh, hopefully we can do next year, and and your vision for for what you see. Um, during your your term as president, what you'd like to see get done and and all that. Hang tight. We'll be right back. If you
1: are a new private investigator, or if you operate a private investigation agency, you know that acquiring paying clients can be a struggle. Imagine a unique resource of marketing courses and programs made just for private investigators. Introducing the six-figure investigator marketing program, It's a community of investigators all over the world learning to become master marketers of their brand. Membership is free for a limited time. Head over to PrivateInvestigatorMentorship.com right now and secure your spot to learning the right way to market
0: your brand. PrivateInvestigatorMentorship.com Are you using a case management system? The answer is no. You should really rethink that process. All right, so as you guys know, Crosstracks has been an amazing sponsor of the show. They've just been uh, really supportive. As you guys also know, I didn't used to have a case management system. I was the, the investigator that was fighting them tooth and nail. I finally decided to give it a whirl. What a great decision, right? During the COVID shutdown, I was able to actually roll my whole business into it and get completely up and running. And um, my clients love it. I mean, just today I got a, a phone call from a client of mine who just couldn't believe how easy it was to access everything and uh, how invoices were there. He actually asked me to go back and upload all my prior cases and put it into Crosstracks. I've been doing business with that firm for, I don't know, about eight years, so uh, it's a lot of cases. Yeah, if you don't use a case management system, you should, right, you should check it out. Give Cross Tracks a shot, contact Brad or one of the teammates over there and uh, they'll get you up and running with a trial and see if it's for you. If you have used Cross Tracks and it's been a while and uh, you're not happy with the system that you're in, go check them out, they're doing a lot of really cool new things and uh, see if it's right for you. If you're unhappy with the system that you're in right now, contact them, you know, the ability for them to roll your system into their system is very easy. Again, you guys know, they've been sponsoring this program And I can't say uh, enough good things about them, but uh, make your own decision, right? Give it a shot on your own and see if it's right for you.
1: What do you do when you get calls for bug sweeps? Did you know usabugsweeps.com, the number one TSCM provider in the country, pays you a 20% commission for converted sales leads? Stop turning money away. usabugsweeps.com uses top rated technology and they cover all of the United States. So save time and make money today. Contact usabugsweeps.com and mention PIP20. PI Perspectives. Do you work with an insurance agency that takes the time to give you the personal attention you deserve? Well, contact Michelle Knoll and her team to get the best customer service and attention available. You never need insurance until you really need insurance. So keep yourself and your business protected. Contact Michelle at Mnowell at amoscorp.com. Did you hear about the latest issue of PI Magazine? Friend of the show, Andrea Roscoe, has been named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. Congrats, Andrea. It's well-deserved indeed. This issue is available today.
0: And welcome back to PI Perspectives. Uh, this is your host, Matt Spare. I am here with uh, Dave Spencer the soon to be president of the associated licensed detectives of New York State. Dave, how are you? Very good. Welcome back to the program. So, obviously we just talked a little bit about uh, you being on the board, you've been on the board for a bit and you've kind of moved your your way up. I think you had the the honor of being treasurer for one for many years actually. Uh, you, you held that spot for uh, for more than one term. So, God bless you, sir. <laughs>
2: Well, and, and secretary before that, and that wasn't right. that wasn't bad. Being a treasurer, jumping in, uh, we had to make a lot of changes. So that was that was hell for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the interesting thing. So you've got an association that started in 1950. It is truly one of the oldest nonprofit investigator associations out there. I know everyone you talk to always says theirs is the oldest, but I really think that Aldenius is actually the oldest. And you've got this this push with technology. How things have changed, right? So. Uh, there is a certain way that, that business was done when it started and it, and it evolved over the, the time, um, but there has been need over the years to, to kind of roll with the punches here and get with uh, technology. And it's been interesting. I, I joined the board in 2007. Um, I was a, um, I think at large was my first position of director at large. And then I filled your your secretary spot when you moved up to treasure. <laughs> so I remember like you had this this folder, and you go here, you go, and you handed to me this big portfolio full of full of paperwork, and I'm like, this is not going to do. <laughs> so I like scanned everything. I'm like, I'm getting rid of this thing. And really yeah. digitized um, everything and um, thank God. yeah, thank God. and what what was interesting too is at one point we had um, like a third party doing our bookkeeping and doing our membership and and things like that. and even like we found that wasn't really working well either. like we did for a few years. Um, but, you know, just not having your finger on the pulse of, of membership and what's going on, you could tell the difference. And uh, I, I forget who it was, if it was Gil Alba or one of the Mario Doyle or one of those guys said, you know, we no more of this. We're moving away. I think it was Gil, actually, that may have done it, um, which meant more responsibilities and duties for your board members. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Um,
2: it was an absolute nightmare. Like you said, we had third party people doing everything under the sun. Right. And, uh, as a result, the treasurer never reconciled the books. And we had a, uh, a CPA that wanted to know where every single stamp went. So sure, sure, uh, it was a nightmare. And now we've got the quick books involved with the treasury and you've got the digital stuff for all the, uh, other stuff.
0: Right. So, I mean, like being on a board and having those responsibilities and, and that, it, it, it's a balance, right? So you're running your own business and you're not getting paid for any of this either, right? So, you know, people that are good at doing this stuff, you got to have the heart to serve, right? And yeah. and you got to have patience and you got to be able to deal with uh, issues, right? There, you know, Over the time, there's been some ethical issues that have come up too where now the board's got to discuss what's going on, but that's that's the important. That's why you got to have it, holding yourselves up to a higher standard um, of professionalism. You know, we have a code of ethics that everyone that joins you know, the state association is bound by those code of ethics. And if you violate it, you're going to get called down on it. Now, what does that mean? Are you going to go to jail? No, you're not going to go to jail. <laughs> but, you know, are you going to get tossed from the association? Possibly, you know. Yep. Um, you know, uh, is it going to affect your ability to, to network? It could, you know, so why, why take the chance? And, you know, the thing that I love about it, too, is just, you know, when you're calling on somebody in a state association to, um, to sub out work to, you know you're going to get a fair yeah. price. They're not going to jip you, right? Because it's they're part of the association. They've been vetted, right? So you right. know, first of all, you know they're licensed, right? Uh, yeah. And you know they're they're a legitimate business. And and there there is that code that hey, you know, you don't mess with another um, um, state association member, right? You know, don't right. throw them a ridiculous bill. Don't don't do that. You know, like you know, there's accountability on that. And you want to be able to foster those relationships i i know like i i've had i've had instances where i've called you on a friday and i'm like hey man i got something upstate yep. that you know i can't get up there but i need it done like quickly and you've jumped on it yep. and handled it and that's happened more than once um and you know it even i think it even it meant you you in the car and you driving like an hour and a half because you yep. know nowhere's close anywhere where you live um yep. but you know that that kind of stuff happens and that that's the beauty of it right and one of the challenges that I, I know you and I have talked about, especially in New York, is because New York is so huge. It's almost like it's it's bifurcated, right? Upstate and downstate. <laughs> and yes. uh, we want to get away from that. So, why don't you tell me a little bit about what what your thoughts are coming in for presidency? What what you want to um, see happen?
2: Being from the center of the state, uh, just going to our meetings in, in New York City really kind of wipes out two days. Because if uh, whether we drive or take a train, it's it's going to be four to six hours minimally. Um, so if we leave, say, uh, 11 o'clock in the morning, we get down to New York, run to a restaurant, have a board meeting, have a meeting, have to run back to uh, grand central or Penn station and zip back up here. And you get, you get home like four o'clock in the morning, sometimes depending on the train schedules and whatnot, but really wipes out two days. So, um, it's really tough to make any functions that we have. And so my vision is, you know, like, uh, one of our board members from Syracuse, he says, you know, the only thing us upstate people get out of this is a piece of paper and a, in a pin. Right. And we really can't bring them in. I mean, somebody coming from Buffalo, um, that would be like a three day journey for them because they could right. go all the way to, to Albany then South to New York. Right. And, uh, I know that, you know, I've spoken to them a couple of times and they love love to be more of a part of the organization. So I'm hoping with the technology, um, we can now bring them into the board meetings. I can have an active role in the organization. Right. Um, and, and that'll also increase their network working uh, capabilities because uh, we don't really see them. We don't really hear from them, uh, but we know they're out there. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we've got some people up in the North country that we've never heard from. Right. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping we can kind of tie all that in and uh, better the organization.
0: No, I think so. I mean, extending that arm and, and really, um, I think there there are plenty of investigators up there that don't even know that we we exist. Right, that's the other thing too, Um, and you know, oddly enough, with with this year being uh, the year that it's been, right, uh, this is probably one of our bigger years for recruiting. So I guess folks have been at home on their computers and all that, and they they have really made the push to join um, their state association. So yeah, and and there are benefits to it, even if we're not getting together in person, and and that is a a good portion of it, right? That that sit down have a meal together, you know, type of thing, but. You know the, the the having a state association is really really important, not just on the networking thing. And, and in, you know you had mentioned like oh we get as a piece of paper and and all that. Yeah, I get that. But what you're also getting is you're getting representation up in Albany in your state state yes. um, you know legislator. So we do have a lobbyist, which not all investigator state associations actually have a lobbyist, but we have one and uh, we pay for it, but we have him. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, that's important because, you know, when there are bills and there are things that could potentially affect our bottom line, right. The way we operate our business, it's good to know that we can make a phone call um, and, and have somebody, I mean, like when COVID hit, you know, I had conversations with our guy. You know, I called him up and said, Hey, yeah. are we investigators or not investigators? Because you know, my role in the association is handling membership. So I'm getting emails from members saying, Do we have to close down or can we stay open? Like, what's the deal? And I'm like, right. I don't know. <laughs> let, me, let me call Fred. Right. Yep. So um, and then you know, Tom Ruskin put out an announcement and all that. And you know, we, we did work back channel, and that's what people don't realize. Like, there's a lot of back channel stuff that goes on. That just because you're not hearing from us doesn't mean there, there isn't things going on. Um, right. you, know, you know, Tom was involved in, in, in doing that, and he was involved in, in trying to contact, uh, with contact tracing, right? So we, we had discussed whether or not that was going to make sense right. to have investigators do it. Um, everything made sense except the paycheck, <laughs> <laughs> you know? yes. Yeah, um so yeah i mean these are good things that, that you're you're bringing up here and and obviously that that idea of bringing everybody together is definitely something it's always been a passion for you i know you've been advocating to do in-person uh training up uh in um yes. you know upstate and, and opening it up for you know people from from that area to come in so there was something that took place many years ago it was vernon downs i think right yes yes so tell me a little bit um, about about that what was that about
2: um, Vernon Downs is a, uh, racino. They have a racetrack there, a nice casino. And, um, Vernon Downs is, is, is quite near me. And in New York state, the New York state throughway runs east to west and Route 81 interstate goes from north to south. And that's kind of at the crossroads. So it'd be convenient for anybody traveling. Right. And I don't know how we did it, but I, I think, um, let me see. I, I can't remember who, uh, somebody sent out invitations to every, pi in that area and we got a lot of new members coming in they didn't even know we existed right that's what i'm saying and so they came in we gave them coffee and danish and whatnot had had some great speakers involved and uh he actually did some role-playing gilded a little role-playing thing <laughs> of course he did. Um, <laughs> course
0: anybody he did. that knows gil alba knows that that probably happened <laughs>
2: yeah and uh we got some new members out of that and uh, i think they've stuck around that's Well, good. mark
0: garner for one yeah mark's amazing i love mark yep. uh shout out to mark garner um So yeah, I mean and that's the thing. And what's unfortunate was we were starting to have conversations about doing that again. Like literally like on the on the on the point of of really starting to organize and get that together, then COVID happens and it's like, Oh, okay. I know even we we were talking about doing two, right? We wanted to do one upstate and one downstate. So Right. Right. and and the wheels were just starting to turn on that when they got shut off, you know, unfortunately. So Um, you know, and I've seen some associations go digital, uh, and that me, who knows, maybe that may be an option for next year. Um, but that in-person thing, you know, we'll, we'll get there one day. Uh, Yeah, let's hope so. So it's, uh, it's been a bit.
2: uh, And what was nice about Vernon Downs is, uh, some of the people who traveled, Came in early, so they caught the horse racing, and they also got uh, free plays at the casino. Right. And I think one of our guys ended up with 150 bucks.
0: Oh, there you go. So. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> you never know, right? I never heard the term racino, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yep, uh, racetrack you know, and casino. A little bit of everything, right? Yep. Um, and, and in that area, I mean, you can theoretically get people from Pennsylvania come, you know, even if they wanted to come check oh, it sure. out. Oh, um, sure. Sure you know, or, or people come down from, from Canada even, um, so they're
2: pretty active up there.
0: Yeah. You know, being an investigator in in Canada is really, really interesting because they, there's really, um, their hands are really tied for research. It's very hard for them to actually develop information, getting information from their uh, motor vehicles is is really difficult as well. Yeah. I had a a guy on, um, in April, guy named Corey, uh, who was up in uh, Ontario and, uh, you know, just him talking about what it was like to, to do investigative work. It's, it, it's not easy. It's much different than, than the United States. Um, hmm. And, you know, that brings us back to the whole data privacy thing, right? So we can do these certain things today, but who knows where it's going to be tomorrow, which is right. why your state association is really important, especially ones that have lobbyists because, uh, you know, you need the, the lobbyists making sure that, you know, we have the right to do these things because, uh, right. you know, uh, one day they may just say no more, you know, no more credit report headers, you know, for anybody. Yep. And, um, you know, it could happen, you know, when a when a judge's son gets killed or, you know, something happens, there's a yep. big, uh, there's a big push for it. And, um, you know, these things have happened. And, and now with the change on top with, uh, with politics too, nobody knows. <laughs> so it'll be real interesting to see.
2: I remember when we had access to cell phone records, and that got shut down really quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you abuse something, it's uh, <laughs> it's not going to be around. <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is. So so yeah. tell me about like some of your other ideas um, that you have in, in place. And we do have a strong board, you know, the board that's coming in. They're good people that really, really. Um, you know, love the association, they love being a part of it. I mean, there are people that are aren't technically on the board anymore that are still kind of on the board, <laughs> you know, helping yep. out, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> so so what are some more of your ideas? Um more of our ideas. I I first of all I have to
2: say that um, you know, when you when you rise through the chairs of an organization, uh you wonder what's gonna happen in the future. And I feel uh very confident you're gonna do a fine job. And whoever follows you, because we've sure. got a, a lot of people that are waiting in the wings to, to move up. And um, we've had some really good presidents. And I hope in a couple of years, somebody looks back and says, yeah, Dave did okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, he didn't screw it up. Um, right? that, that, that's always <laughs> the thing. You know, like <laughs> he,
0: you know, he didn't break it. <laughs> good job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. All right. right. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever return to the uh, membership that we used to have, but uh, that would be nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know,
2: this it, COVID thing is a real game changer.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, right. To see who's actually still in business once uh, the smoke clears, um, you know, we, we want to be able to help those that are still there. And, you know, that also means there'll be work for the folks that are still around, right. Cause the, the work still needs to get done, you know, yeah. and that's one of the things that I've noticed, right. When, when we did have the shutdown and then we had the, the floodgates uh, open back up. Okay. I mean, it's just been barnstorm or even, especially like the last month and a half, And now you know why, because uh, possibly they're they're talking four to six weeks shutdown, uh, which theoretically probably won't be till February anyways. But still, you know they're trying to 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 get all all the work in because it may happen again. Who knows?
2: I I know a lot of the guys are are really changing their business. Uh, We have a friend who has an office in a very high rent district. And he says, you know, I, I just can't afford this anymore with the, with the COVID thing. And he says, I'm going to let my lease expire. I've I've redone a room in my house. He says, I just can't uh, maintain what we got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think everybody's doing that, you know, in general, I think you're, you're going to see, I mean, that's happening in New York city, big time. The vacancies in New York city, it's, it's alarming as you're walking down the street to see all the signs of, of space that's available all the places that are boarded up. It's, uh, it's really, it's sad. There's no other word for it. It's sad. New York used to yeah. be a, you know, just a vibrant, uh, you know, busy, busy place. And it's, it's starting to make that, that return, but you know, now who knows because, yeah. you know, now yeah. businesses have to shut down at 10 PM, you know, uh, you know, that that's the latest here, you know, that uh, the restaurants can't be open, gyms can't be open and, you know, Thanksgiving, no more than 10 people. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. But if you buy a turkey that feeds 14, you're in trouble. You're you're probably being blacklisted. So be careful, people. Uh, I think
2: my greatest fear is uh, when we decide to have our meetings, we're going to have to do, um, you know, via zoom or something like that, and, and all I can envision is our board member sitting there with a TV tray eating like we would yeah. normally do for our yeah. meetings. Yeah, you know, yeah, Tom Ruskin,
0: he'll send appetizers to everybody, <laughs> 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 mozzarella sticks delivered to each person. <laughs> Tom's a good guy. I, I, I don't know what the
2: future holds, but um, yeah. we're just gonna have to make the best of it. And for yeah. a few people like you and myself and others. We just have to keep pushing forward as best we can.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and, and roll with it, you know, and, and, and that's the thing we just we don't know. I mean, listen, we, we had conversations uh, about our person of the year dinner, which is a big, huge event for us, a big moneymaker for us. And, you know, do we do it? Do we not do it? Is the venue going to guarantee that if it gets canceled, you know, that they're going to refund us? You know, uh, we yep. don't. We, like we couldn't get guarantees from them, and it's like we had to make the decision not to do it. And then there's a question of like, okay, are we going to have everyone sign waivers if they if we are able to do it that they're not going to sue anybody? Can we, as the as a nonprofit association, get insurance for this? Because that's the other yeah. thing too. You know, I think a lot of these associations that talk about live events, like there is a, an insurance factor behind that. You know, is that particular event insurable? And uh, right. I don't think so, <laughs> or if it is, it's a very probably a very high policy. Yeah, because uh, you yeah. just don't know. You know, it's uh, we'll
2: have to cross that bridge when we come to it.
0: Yes, that's. I think that's one of the challenges that will will come to. Um, and I think some of the other cool things like that we I- implemented or, or even, even kind of brought back um, was the uh, relationship with Pi Magazine and, and giving out the um, the subscription oh, to yeah. the new members. Right. Yep. So that was something that was very very cool. Thank you, Jim and Nicole, for that. Uh, where it's just, just a little something extra, right? You get your, um, you pay your membership. What are you getting out of it more than just a pin and a and a piece of paper? Well, now you get a digital issue of um, PI Magazine, right? So that's that, yep. right? That's cool. Yep. My Thing Investigators Toolbox, uh, again, offering incentives, uh, discounts for Alden News members to join where, you know, they're going to get some money back. Just a way to defer, you know, the the uh, payment of the, of. Um, or membership to this day association you know that's something available too and I, and I think that those, these are things that as a board will probably explore more right you're trying to give back trying to do the educational things um, and really you know try and try and do something more for our membership I know that was something that, that uh, I mean we you and I were having those discussions like early this year right let's let's do something you know it's going to be our turn next like what are you know, what do you want to do here yeah you know, what, what do you what do you see right? And, yep. you know, my role in this is to fall right behind you, right? It's your vision, whatever, you know, you want to do, we'll, we'll support you, um, you know, left and uh, left and right, whatever we need to do here. So I another, uh,
2: okay. like thing. I said before, you know, I, the, the uh, organization, you can have uh, a lot of resources at your fingertips. Right. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of expertise in certain areas, right. but now because I belong to Aldenese I can contact somebody who does have that expertise. Sure. And also with your investigator cool, toolbox um that's a huge resource for all kinds of things right and the benefits grow exponentially the more you can become involved
0: yeah and that's the thing like being involved and being able to do this like so um nciss another association i'm a part of um, now he's another one um so like i had something that literally i don't know three weeks ago in alabama it was a one car accident it was a big a tractor trailer had a blowout and ended up crashing, flipping over a few times, and it was a question of a, a product's liability with the the tire, like right? one of the front tires, right? I'm not going down to Alabama. <laughs> I'm certainly not hopping on a plane and having the quarantine yep. and all that. I literally couldn't, even if I want to, I couldn't, right? But through NCISs, I was able to find somebody who was probably about an hour, hour and a half away, and. He got out there the next day and he did everything that we wanted to do. And he did a great job. My client was happy. He couldn't believe that I found somebody like within two hours of him giving me the assignment. I had it covered, you know, and that's, that's the power of, you know, these types of associations. You know, I've gotten calls on Friday. Like I got somebody up in a hospital in Binghamton, you know, it's a big, huge case. And, and, you know, we're afraid one of the local attorneys is going to go in and get it. He wants to sign up with us. So we got to get up there. Like, can you send somebody up there? well, I can't go up there. That's, that's a three and a half hour drive for me, but I can, I can get somebody up there easy. Yep. Um, and I did, you know, um, I don't know if that may have been you, <laughs> it may have been, you it may have been another person. <laughs> uh, but, but instances like that have happened, you know, and for me, if I'm driving three hours or four hours to get somewhere, I just want to get the work done and turn around and go back home, you know, because right. there have been times where I've had to do that four hours in each way. Right. Yep. Um, I'm not as focused, as the person who only has to drive a half hour or, right. or an hour, you know, who's going to take the time that they need to, to, to take to develop the information they need to, to develop. Right. So that's the advantage of using somebody locally. Right. Or one of the right. advantages anyways, you know, you're going to get uh, the job done and they're, they're probably going to take a little bit longer doing it than you would, because you're really interested in just turning around and getting back home. And, uh, you know, through a state association, they're going to be vetted and they're going to be professionals. Right. And chances are, you may actually know the people, you know, like I, I have, you know, lots of contacts with people up North now that I know that I've met throughout the east And it's like, Oh, Buffalo, no problem. I know who I'm calling, you know, um, yep. you know, Utica, no problem. I got it. Syracuse, no problem. Um, you know, and just being able to not say no to those things, you know, you want to, also at the end of the day, you want to service your client and get things done and, you know, being sure, yeah. able to have that, that, Extended web is uh, it's a game changer, really, if you use it properly. Um,
2: Speaking of uh, NCISS, I, I really have to congratulate you oh, for becoming you. the director of Region Two. That's yeah. a great, uh, great feat.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, th- that was an honor. They, uh, um, yeah, we got some good plans. And and the guy who I'm repl- replacing is amazing. He's uh, Paul Ciccarella, who actually came and spoke at an Aldenese um, dinner. Uh, I think it was the end of last year. Um, he's actually a state Senator now. Yeah. So he's a really? Senator in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to Paul. And, uh, Paul was actually, I think he was like my second guest or third guest. You know, he was very early on. He came on the show and, and, and talked. So yeah. So now he's a Senator Chicarello and, uh, you know, he still has his PI business, but he, he moved up actually in NCIS to become a, a VP. And, um, yeah, so I slid in to handle his thing. So I'll be covering like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, uh, like the whole new England area, which is great because I think state associations should be working together and doing things together. So I'm hoping that, you know, by having that connection, we can start doing these joint events. And even if it is an online thing, like having, how great would it be to network with like Connecticut and, um, you know, Pennsylvania And New Jersey, like all the states that we shouldn't be traveling to, apparently (laughs) from one another, (laughs) you know, that we could, uh, you know, just get on a Zoom call and uh, and really start, you know, fostering those relationships. Because there are times where our cases will bring us over the border, Um, or or we've got a vehicle that that is registered in that particular state that's had an accident, and I don't have, um, I'm not set up for for Connecticut DMV, but Paul is, and you know, he's gotten me information very quickly. Um, cause he's got his account and does what he needs to do. Um, and you know, there are guys all over the place, um, you know, up, up in, in Boston, you know, John LaJoy has helped me on cases. Um, you know, I've, I've used people up in, uh, Alan Goodman up in Maine, you know, it's fantastic, right? Hey, Alan, I need a DMV. No problem. Here you go. You know, a quick turnaround, you know, and those are the things like, you get a plate and you got to get that information. It's like, I don't know where to begin. Well, let me reach out to, you know, a state association right. and find an investigator there and, and figure out where, it, where it starts. So there are yep. definitely big benefits, uh, benefits to it. So, yep. um, well, Hey, I think we're going to wind down over here. Um, I, I do really appreciate you coming on Dave and uh, I'm excited to it's work with you. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, we, you know, like I said, we've known each other, for quite some time we've kind of come up to ranks together and uh it's so great to uh to see you get your your shot here it's well deserved you've, you've put your time in sir uh mm-hmm. y- you handled that crappy treasurer job <laughs> which is something i would <laughs> never want to do <laughs> so yeah. god bless you um yeah and uh I, I just you know i i love that um i i, I love that we're going to be safe in in your arms like i just feel like you really sure have the best interest in, in doing the, the right thing here. And I know you're going to be proactive, which is pretty awesome too. And, uh, yeah. you know, I may nudge you a little bit too, and that's just my personality. So, <laughs> um, and that's
2: good. Yeah, it's good. good. I appreciate that.
0: It's good. We work really well together and I, I share the same passion that you do about uniting the state and, and just bringing, you know, um, you know, upstate and downstate together. And, and now we literally have no excuse because we can all just jump on a zoom call. Um, right. So if somebody was interested in in hiring you to actually do investigative work, how would they get a hold of you?
2: Um, Well, uh, if you just pull up uh, Google Private Investigators in Utica, uh, I'm going to come up because there's not that many of us. Um, My phone number is uh, 315-792-8015. I've got a a website, uh, www.ci-home.com. And that's got all the services and my background and things like that.
0: Great. Well, Dave, I will see you eventually someday in person, but I'm sure we'll be doing some sort of Zoom meeting in the near future. with regards I'm sure to we our, will be. To our state association. So folks, if you are not part of a state association, please, please consider joining it. If you're in New York, obviously Aldenese is the way to go. But each state has their own association, right? And it, it's a, really a game changer. And it's not a big investment, you know, for you to, to get involved with it. And it really, it does support the legislative side. You know, there are many things that happen that you don't realize, right? Your ability to do background searches, your ability to have access to this amazing information is because of your state association advocating and making sure that you have a voice when these laws are written, you know, you don't realize that. So it's it's important to make that a commitment to us, uh, your state association, to NCISS. You know, that kind of those kinds of associations really want to make sure you're uh, you're supporting. So, Dave, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll catch everybody on the next show. Take care. Thank you, Dave, for jumping
1: on with Matt. If you're in New York, you should really consider joining Aldenese They have a great lobbyist up in Albany that fights to protect your rights to operate your business. We'd also like to thank Six Figure Investigator Marketing, Amos, Tracks, and usabugsweeps.com for sponsoring our show. Have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Now make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount ends at the end of this month. Use code PIP201836 to save even more. If you have a question or comment about the show, email Matt at matthews at satellitepi.com. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next Monday with a new show. Make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.